Hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Now, when Van Lisa were younger and we had little children, our friends didn't. And because we had children and our friends didn't, we would often host them. It was easier just to get people over to our place and then we could just like put the kids to bed and stay up with our friends. So we had children and our friends did not. And we'd often like host people will say on a Friday night, get them over and you know, you'd be tired at the end of the week, but somehow, you know, you get around some good friends and good company, you come alive again, don't you? Yep. You just find some energy. People like Megan and Melvin Roberts, Ian and Sarah um, Johnson and Adam and Cara Hall and Mike and Michelle Coe back in the day. They'd come around, say, on a Friday night and we'd have a shared dinner or bring your takeaway and, you know, you just kind of come alive with company. And uh, they would keep us up and it would be fun. It would be all right. And sometimes they'd keep us up to midnight or half past 12 or one or half past one in the morning. And you can only get to bed kind of as soon as the last person goes home, can't you? And they would go home and we'd have a great night. But um, in the morning, the patter of little feet, 5.30, 6 in the morning, and they come into your room and you try and just put them in the middle of the bed and hopefully they'll go to sleep, but they'll hit your face. Wake up, Daddy. Wake up, Daddy. They kind of lie sideways in the bed and kick, don't they? And, and it's like, those stuffing mongrels last night, they've got us again. You know, they haven't got children, they'll be having a sleep in. Ah! It's horrible. Morning came just too soon, but then if it's morning when you go to bed, it is a reality, isn't it? So what do you do? I mean, you just got to get up. And so you go out with the kids and turn the TV on and give them some breakfast. And you're just in that state of half awake and half asleep. The half-suck germ scenario. It's horrible, isn't it? I actually just thought about this this week. I, we should have actually just put the kids in the car and taken them round to the person that was last to leave the night before and say, good morning. <laughs> We're just carrying on from where we left off last night. can't believe it, I'm thinking of that. <laughs> but uh, we've all felt like that, haven't we? The old uh, apathetic, half awake, half asleep, feeling sluggish and a bit miserable. Well, last week I spoke on apathy. And I'll just tell you what apathy is. Lack of feeling, emotion, interest or concern. People under the spirit have no excitement, motivation or passion. The apathetic may lack a sense of purpose, worth or meaning for their life. They are instead sluggish and tired. We've all felt apathetic. But what I was preaching on last week is that every country has demonic powers and powers of darkness that, that come against people and over New Zealand Derek Prince identified it being the spirit of apathy. Yeah. We are apathetic 
by nature, or we can fall into this by default. You see, the enemy has had a foothold in this country for a long time, and he's turned it into a stronghold, and so he's been working on our parents and their parents and their parents for generation after generation with this apathetic spirit. Um, but we can break those chains. We can open those prison doors and walk free of it, but it's a real demonic stronghold. And even our language suggests it with no worries. Yeah, nah. Think about yeah, nah. It's like, yeah, I should do that, but no, I won't. I'll just do what I want. If I want to be sluggish, I'm not committed. And she'll be right, Jack. And we'll play it by ear. See, even our language shows this apathetic spirit that's over our country. And I want to see us break free from the chains of that and walk in our God-calling purpose and destiny. You know, we all have felt that, that apathetic. And I want to just release some people today and say, man, if you've just had uh, some grief or some loss or you've been hurt or wronged, it's normal to feel apathetic, okay? You know, when life's hard or difficult and you go through those seasons, and we all go through those seasons, you lose your zeal, your energy, your creativity, and that's okay. So, I'm, so I just want to say it's all right if you feel it from time to time, but we don't want to live in an apathetic state, and that's what I'm talking to today. So... Again, I'm following on from last week, and the title is Breaking Free from Apathy. Awesome. Yeah. Come on. We've all had days when we just aren't in the mood to do anything or have a hard time getting motivated, and productivity comes to a screeching halt. It happens to the best of us. And typically, it isn't cause for alarm if you allow yourself to take a moment to reset and refocus. Reset and refocus. However, if those feelings start to become the norm, you may be slipping into a state of apathy and it can be a miserable place to be. Yeah. Just think of me on that couch, tired on that Saturday morning, like just like half awake, half asleep. It's horrible. Do you know what the best thing you can do is? Get up and do something. Yeah. And so I learned that. I mean, when you have your own property, you always have something to do. And so I learned just to get up and do something and plan an early night. No, you're not coming over tonight to get us again. You can stay in your own house. You know? Plan an early, we'll plan an early night, but we'll get going today. Because, man, you could honestly just sit in that apathetic state all day and you're not doing yourself any favours you're just going to feel rubbish all day. So that's a key fact. Um, when you're feeling apathetic, just reset, refocus, get up, yep. and get going. You have to decide to change. First and foremost, you have to make the conscious decision to make a change, and you have to be prepared to follow through. This often requires a great deal of mental fortitude, and until you're truly ready to commit, you'll never find a way out of your rut. So whether you enlist the help of an, of an accountability partner or post your goals on your office wall, it is important to find a way to keep your plan of attack top of mind. So this morning I want to give you some keys for breaking out 
and away from that apathetic spirit and stronghold. And so there's kind of going to be three points to my message. First is vision. People with a vision have some passion, don't they? They have some purpose, is that right? The next one is association. The people you associate with will have a huge impact on your life. And the third key is know your assignment. So I want to look at vision, association and assignment today. And when you've got these things in order, it can break you free from apathy. Proverbs 29 verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And I would also put it like this. Where there is no vision, the people fall into apathy. People with vision have passion. People with vision have a purpose. And people with vision have energy. And so when you perish, or when something perishes, like think of a tyre, it loses its strength and it loses its normal qualities. Think of us as Christians. Our normal qualities are praying. Our normal qualities are reading and meditating on the Word of God. Our normal qualities are to be preaching the Word of God, making disciples, doing hospitality, living a Christian life. So if we're to fall under apathy, those things will perish. So let's get a vision for these things and prioritise them. I love the Passion Translation. Proverbs 29, 18 again. When there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Prophetic vision, revelation, that's what we want. When, um, When Jesus said to Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. Peter had just had a revelation. So Christ is saying, on the rock of revelation, I will build my church. On the rock of revelation and prophetic vision, I will build the church that I am wanting to build. Psalms 119.105, it's a big one. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. When your vision is birthed by God himself, he will delight Delighted, he is delighted to direct your steps. Vision is the bridge between the present and your future. Vision gives you a purpose. Without vision, people take the easy road, the path of least resistance. And I love this quote from P.K. Bernard. I don't know him, but I like his quote. A man without a vision is a man without a future. A man without a future will always return to his past. And I've seen it many a time where people come to God and they have revelation of God and God changes their life, but they don't get a vision for their life and they just fall back to their old way of living. That's why vision is so important and powerful. Vision reveals our destination. Vision requires faith. To accomplish the vision, we must take it from the unseen and bring it into the scene. You need to own the vision and make it yours. Faith fuels the heart to pursue the vision. Do not allow the opinions of faithless people to pull you down. Get around those people that will build you up and encourage you and speak 
to your potential. Yeah. Oh, I like this. A vision from the Lord creates a mission from heaven. A vision from the Lord creates a mission from heaven. And here's another quote from Cleddy Keith. Don't know that person either. But a knife cuts because it has a narrow focus. Sometimes we can be spread too wide. Sometimes we need to take some time to pray and be in the presence of God and just sharpen our vision again. That's why a knife can cut because it's sharp. So don't be spread far and wide. Narrow your focus. Make a plan. The old uh, story, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Your preparation determines your performance. If you don't prepare well, you won't perform well. Prepare yourself for your vision and your assignment. Goals are the vision broken down into pieces that can be measured or broken down into smaller steps. Each one of us is a unique individual with a specific God-given destiny to fulfill. We each have dreams that only we can carry out in order to do so. We need to take the necessary steps to let go of what lies behind and take hold of what lies ahead. You know, sometimes we do need to get past hurts and disappointments and the feeling of being wronged and mistreated. And so sometimes we need to deal with some things like this so that we can press on and press forward. And I just want to say today that in this church I have found healing. In this church I have found hope and the capacity to dream. In this church I found a loving community of people who accepted me unconditionally and helped me move beyond my past and into the future that God yeah, has for me. Mm. The church is a place where people can grow and expand into all that God has called them to be. A place where dreams and visions can be conceived, nurtured and birthed. And I wouldn't be who I am today without my local church. So let's find the courage to let go of the things that would hinder our destiny, embrace those things that will help unlock our potential. You see, I believe a God-given dream and a God-given vision can change your life. And I know that God wants that for you. In the last days, God will spur out, pour out a spirit on all flesh. He's done that. You know, so that our sons and daughters can prophesy. The old men can dream dreams and the young men can have visions. And I'm probably more of a dreamer these days, but it's not less than. Because when you're young, you got vision because you got energy and life ahead of you. But when you get a little bit older, you begin to dream because... You know, it's bigger, it's in your family, it's in your kids, it's in other people. You want to see people raised up and you dream about these things. It's not less than. You know, we should live in the reality of dreams and visions and purpose and knowing that God's calling us out. Where you 
end up in life will be determined by the people we associate with and the books that we read. Uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. The people we choose to associate with will ultimately take us towards our dreams or away from our dreams. Choose your friends wisely. And the right relationships are crucial for you to fulfill your God-given mission and everything he has for you. So we want to find those people that can motivate us and inspire us and challenge us, even provoke us and call greatness out of us. I believe we need good godly people in our lives so that we can fulfill the God-given desires and dreams within us. Not one of us will fulfill our destiny alone. So choose your friends wisely. Good, healthy relationships will move you closer to your dreams. And besides, it's much more fun doing life together anyway. And so today is Sign Up Sunday. So have a look at the life groups. Look at those special interest ones and everything that's happening. And look at the leaders and the people in those groups because the right people in your life will move you forward and into the purposes of God. Don't say, yeah, nah. Yeah, life groups are good, but nah, I won't. Because I might be tired after work at night. You always are. Sometimes you just got to push through. Once you get out, you'll have a great time. Are the relationships in your life taking you towards your dreams and destiny or away from the purposes of God? And this is true too. We must find the courage to walk away from dream threatening environments and people. And your vision becomes your assignment. You have an assignment on your life. I want you to turn to your neighbour now and say, you have an assignment on your life. Now turn to that other neighbour and say, you have an assignment on your life. You have an assignment on your life. Don't want anyone to miss out this morning. Often we can see the the assignment on somebody else's life, but we struggle to see it on ourselves. Is that right? That's again why you need good people in your life. And our assignment will require hours and seasons of preparation. I think of Moses. 40 years in the palace being a somebody. And then he had 40 years of preparation in the desert being a nobody. And then God was able to use him. So he had 80 years of preparation for his assignment to shape him and to prepare him to be the leader that God had called him to be. And then we look at Jesus. He had 30 years of preparation just watching and observing and learning about the people who he was going to minister to. 30 years of preparation for three and a half pretty incredible years of ministry. See, God wants to do some preparation in you. He wants to prepare you for your ministry. And what is it that you love to do and you don't do it for money? That could be a clue to your assignment. What you love is a clue. 
Your God-given vision and assignment is there. It's something that you're passionate about. So what is it that you're passionate about? What gets you excited? What also do you hate? This could be a clue to your assignment. Remember Jesus overturning the tables in the, in the temple? A holy anger? What grieves you? What upsets you? This can also be a motivator for your assignment and your ministry. And I think about Nehemiah, and you can read this in Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4. He looked at the city wall and he said, this ain't right. This wall needs to be rebuilt. He found his assignment by looking at the need and what needed to be done. He wasn't a stonemason. He wasn't a builder. He was just somebody that was prepared to look at what needed to be done and step up and lead the people into that assignment and rebuild that wall against all kinds of oppression, powers of darkness, spirits of intimidation coming against him. But he had an assignment and he had a vision. He He's seen what needed to be done. Also, to become an expert on your assignment, you need to sharpen yourself. Remember that knife? It cuts because it's sharp. Be the best version of you that you can be. Become the best in your field. Read, study, find a mentor. Don't be a know-it-all. God can only pour into empty vessels. If you think... You're full and know it all, then God cannot pour any more into you. Become an expert at your assignment. I like this. Proverbs 18, verse 16. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great need. There's room for you today. There's room for your gifting today. There's room for you in this house today as you prepare yourself and you step into your assignment, what God has for you, there is room for you. There is room for you. We will make room. God will make room. There is room for you and your assignment. And just consider this. What if a huge opportunity in your field came up tomorrow? Are you prepared for it? Are you ready? Can I get Mal up on guitar, please? And your mouth will have a major role in your assignment. What you tell others and what you tell you. You see, some people are a good at talking good things to other people, they're very negative on themselves. So what's coming out of your mouth? Encourage yourself, strengthen yourself, build yourself up. Your mouth is very, very powerful. Can we all stand up today? So I want to see the chains of of apathy broken off individuals' lives and off this church. God is calling this church into increase, into more, into abundance, and to move into everything that God has for us. We can't be sitting under apathy. We've got to be free from apathy. God wants us to grow. God wants us to expand out to the left and to the right. 
God has increased for us. So let's right. kick this apathy out. Yeah. And so some, some of the keys I've given you today is vision. Yeah. Have a vision. Yeah. Association. Get around the right people and know your assignment. Now, I also want to have a time of declaration today. And so what I'm going to do is say something and then I'm going to get you to say it after me. Can we do that? So everybody say after me. I am unique. I am unique. God has his hand on my life. God has his hand on my life. He called me from my mother's womb. He called me from my mother's womb. I have an assignment from heaven. I have an assignment from heaven. It's not a small thing. It's not a small thing. I am not going to let apathy. I'm not going to let apathy. Or fear. Or intimidation. Stop me from my assignment. Stop me from my assignment. I know who I am. I know who I am. And I know who God has called me to be. And what to do. He hasn't given me a spirit of fear. But of power. And of love. And of a sound mind. You guys did that so good. your voices that the power of apathy is broken. I I can hear strength and boldness in your voices today. I'm excited about that. So let's choose to walk free from apathy. Let's walk into our God-given vision and calling and our assignment. Let's not hit the snooze button again. On our modern iPhones and phones and devices, you can do something called hit snooze. And you know what? You get another nine minutes. Doesn't do you any good. Just get up and get going. Because you're just going to feel rubbish nine minutes later. But I really said strongly to say today, don't keep hitting the snooze button to God. Because He might give you what you want and just leave you sleeping. It's time to wake up and to move into our us up one at a time. But when he wakes up a whole lot of people together, that is called revival. Who wants to see revival hit this city? Who wants to see revival hit this land? Well, it starts with us. Knowing our vision, knowing the people we're going to associate with, and knowing our assignment. Lord, we worship you. We honor you. We exalt you. We lift you up. Lord, we declare in this place today that we are going to walk into our assignment. Lord, we thank you for dreams and visions being birthed in this place. We thank you for association. We are going to go wholeheartedly after you. We're going to serve you with all our heart, with all our, all our lives, with all our energy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.